You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. So 2020, who likes memes? Do you like memes, Asa? Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, I like memes. 2020 memes? 2020 sucks, okay? <laughs> and we only need we only needed the pandemic, but we have a lot of other things. So this is a good meme. You can look at it visually if you're a visual person, but I'm, I'm gonna act it out for you. This is a live meme. So it's a, it's a, it's a guy in a suit of armor, just like every piece of armor, okay? He's got the short, I wish I knew all, I bet Tom knows all the pieces of armor names. What's that? I, I can't hear you. Yeah, that's such a fun word, I can't even say it. That, that, what he said. Got the gauntlets, I know that one, the gloves. He's got a helmet on. Only this little oh, slit. It's not even like one of those flippy ones. It's just a tiny little slit. Everything else is completely covered by metal. He's got this big broadsword. And it said, this is me preparing for 2020. And then the, you know how memes go. Then it's the next thing. Same picture. 2020. Arrow right through the slit in the eyes. <laughs> Check it out. It's on circleofhope.net slash Newton Lake Park if you want to see it. But yeah, dude, 2020. <laughs> Memes might be the internet helping us lament. Okay? Just go with that a little bit. Memes are a new medium for having a common feeling together about how 2020 is getting us right between the eyes. You know, we had the pandemic. Uh, we have police killing black people on camera again and again. We've got riots in response to that. Do you remember the impeachment? We had that. Uh, we have crazy explosions in Beirut. Remember that? That was crazy. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, it's still, yeah, exactly. The devastation, people are still recovering from that. Uh, unprecedented wildfires in Washington and Oregon. Isn't that where there's like rainforests and stuff? Where's the rain? This is terrible. Bring it back down to local level. Online school. Now just to me, uh, my kid broke his arm. My father-in-law is literally losing his mind. He's really sick. 2020 is a total storm. It's getting me right between the eyes, no matter how much I felt prepared. Now more than ever, I need, I need this. And I want you to need it with me. That's what we're doing here. I need Jesus in the middle of this storm. This storm is so bad that there's no, I'm unambiguously in need. I'm not having a problem with needing Jesus right now. Sometimes I feel real big, real capacious, real uh, powerful. And I need, I need, uh, sometimes I might pray that God would bring me down, that I would be laid low so I could have some, some visceral sense of, of reliance on Jesus, but not today. It's easy to need God right now for me. And I bet you might feel me on that. Luckily, we have a story about Jesus and his disciples dealing with a storm. It's pretty famous. Let me read it to you. Mark 4, 35 through 41. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, 
let us go over to the other side of the lake. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. I'm sorry. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall, squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Let me give you a couple more translations of those last two verses, because that's where I want to focus. King James, verses 40 and 41. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? In Matthew's version of this story, Matthew 8, you get that famous line in the King James, O ye of little faith. Here's a, here's more from the King James. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, I like this one, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Here's the message, Eugene Peterson's interpretation. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were in absolute awe, staggered. Who is this anyway? They asked, wind and sea at his beck and call. Here's the New Testament for everyone, which is N.T. Wright's translation. Then he said to them, why are you scared? Don't you believe yet? Great fear stole over them. Who is this, they said to each other. Even the wind and the sea do what he says. Do you still have no faith? How is it that ye have no faith? Don't you have faith yet? Don't you believe yet? They were terrified. They feared exceedingly. They were in absolute awe, staggered. Great fear stole over them. Who is this? What manner of man is this? Jesus is tired. He's been preaching and healing people all day. He wants to go across the lake. I looked this up. Sometimes weather systems come over the mountains that are right on the edge, the, the Golan Heights. You've heard of them maybe because they're uh, disputed territory. They come, the, the weather comes off the Golan Heights and drops down into the lake. The hot air comes into the cool air of the valley on the lake. Boom! Crazy storms. This happens. Jesus is just trying to get across the lake. He's so tired he falls asleep in the boat. 
Probably means he grew up on the water. He can sleep in there. I love the ridiculous uh, uh, detail in Mark's gospel. He's sleeping on a cushion. Jesus is chill. He doesn't, ca- he do- he doesn't seem to care. And the disciples come to him with that perception. Hey, don't you care about us? We're going to drown. You're sleeping. I don't like you. You're not doing what I want. And Jesus, nonchalant, gets up, calms down the waves, and then turns to the disciples and essentially says, you don't get me. I don't know if you're with me yet. And they aren't. This is the beginning of the gospel. The stories in the gospels, as you'll see, the the disciples are never with Jesus. They don't get it at all, especially in Mark's gospel. They don't even come around. The end of Mark's gospel is they were terrified. Jesus is terrifying. He's doing something so different that it shakes the foundations of what we know to be real. The peace that he brings to the waves is universally terrifying because it is just that dang different. It is so strange. And we prefer control. We prefer to know. We prefer to to be able to survive the storm ourselves. These guys did grow up on the water. Jesus can sleep in the boat because he knows what a boat is. Peter, we know, is a fisherman. Andrew, fisherman. They, They grew up on this lake. So the temptation is, all right, we'll figure this out. Worst case scenario, we'll have to swim for it or something. The lake's not that big. But they're holding tight to what they know. They're holding to the ropes of the boat. And Jesus does something so completely different that requires them to let go of their tight grip on the mastery of the boat and the mastery of the waves and their their mastery of reality. This is the water that the culture feeds us. You know, I was talking at the beginning about Jesus doing something very different. He's not equipping us to get good at not drowning. He's there. He's there, and he wants us to get good at trusting him. That's why he's harsh with them. Don't you have any faith? I'm right here. I'm Jesus. It's me that you need. You don't need to learn how to settle down the waves. You don't even need to learn how to survive. What I'm going to show you in the end is it's okay if you even die. Like even if you do drown right now. I don't need to do this miracle for my purposes to be completed in the world. It's okay because I'm here. Everything is okay. All the way to being at the bottom of the lake of Gennesaret. All the way to be at the bottom of the Sea of Galilee. I'll be there with you. And I'll raise you up. They don't get that yet. And I don't think we do either. Except by faith. What Jesus is giving us is not something that we create. No one says Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 3. So any faith that you have, any moments where you're like, I think God's got me, That's a miracle. 
that's the that's that's Jesus's main goal for you is that you receive that gift even in this storm and this storm 2020 shaking us by the lapels and giving us plenty of opportunity to trust plenty of opportunity to receive that gift and know that it's real so in this storm that we're all experiencing together that's another great thing about it is that we're in this boat together we all have our own individual problems yes but God is doing something in the midst of this storm. And if we're going to have the faith that he's given us, we can either come, come incorrect, like, the gospel, like the, the, the gospel reports the disciples doing and saying, hey, what's your problem, man? I mean, that's how I come to Jesus almost every morning. <laughs> I am such a disciple. And that's okay. You know, I like to have their part. I'm in the boat with them. Like, yo, what is your problem? Seriously? My car got broken into last weekend. Yeah. Seriously, 2020? Seriously, Jesus? Come on. My car got broken into, and there was $500 in the car. That was a big mistake. That should have never happened. I, I take some responsibility. But still, come on. Are you serious? Give me a meme. Give me a lament. I don't, give me an amen, this sucks. So now what? You've got your own story to tell. We can focus on this storm. We can just stay there. And we can say, Jesus, what's your problem? We're drowning. Why are you asleep? But I think we have this opportunity and, and faith isn't knowing that Jesus is gonna gonna solve this storm problem. Faith isn't faith isn't like keeping up to date with the NIH as far as the vaccine prognosis. Faith isn't even thinking, hey, that orthopedist seemed like he knew what he was doing, and my son's arm's gonna be okay. I think all those things are fine. I don't, think, I don't think you shouldn't do that, but it's not faith. Because faith that Jesus demonstrates here in this story, what he offers us is terrifying. It's so different. And if we can get around the corner, if we can kind of get used to, no, it's going to be something different. It's not going to be, what's your problem? He's not going to come back at me that way. If I come to him that way, he's going to get around that. I don't know what the conversation is going to look like between you and Jesus, but he's going to get around probably your first instinct. He's going to do something different. And because that's true, when it seems like he's asleep and he's doing nothing, you can actually, based upon this story and how kind of it works for a lot of people, you can still hope. When you don't see what's happening, when it seems like nothing is happening, no, actually, that's your opportunity to, that you, to see what Jesus is actually doing. And it's going to be, like, staggering. It's not going to be what you expect. That wouldn't be Jesus if it were. But, but we can, the faith that Jesus gives us is strong enough to, to say, no, he is here in this storm. I'm going to keep looking. 
He might be asleep on a cushion. He might be hidden. He might not be doing what I think he ought to be doing. But no, he is here. So I'm going to look and I'm going to keep looking. And when my despair comes at me head on, because another thing is going to happen. I'm going to have Jesus say, do you have any faith? And I hope to say, yes, you gave me some. Where are you at? And, 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 I let, and, and, and if I don't get it right, he's going to be there anyway. If I come at him like I do every morning with what the heck? That's part of the process. That's part of the, the surprise. That's part of the transformation. That's part of the big turnaround, the big reveal of all of history that Jesus is working on for us. And we can trust that. So I want to I want to pray and give you the opportunity to just name name a couple places where you actually do see Jesus. And they could be simple. They don't have to be profound. There he was. Here he is. I found him sleeping. He was on a cushion. He calmed the waves. The storm was quiet for a sec. Those places we need each other to share those. So I'm going to ask you for those in a second. And you can bring questions as well or, or something else. But let me pray that we can receive that faith that Jesus wants for us and receive his presence, which we know is here. Yes, Jesus, we do have some faith. Yes, we have seen you. Yes, you are here, and you're there wherever we were worse. You are with us in this storm, and for everyone here that needs to feel that more. I need it. For everyone here that needs to trust it, that we need more faith. Yes, our faith is tiny. No, we don't have that much. But you are enough. And we're relying on you to be Lord over all these waves and to be here. Yes. Amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.